Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Tuesday nights we've been going through selective psalms. And last Tuesday night we went through Psalm 32 And tonight, we're going to be looking at Psalm 34. So why don't you turn with me as we go to Psalm 34. It's a a song of deliverance. And as you see in the introduction, David wrote here, or for the introduction, it tells us that it was when uh, he pretended madness before Abimelech, and he was driven away, and he departed. Remember that story in, uh, in 1 Samuel 21? Remember when David was running from Saul? Saul was trying to kill him, and uh, David was, uh, you know, trying to find safe haven. He was trying to find a a way to uh, get away from Saul. And he went to enemy territory. Remember that story? I love that story. And he went to Gath. And if you recall the story, when he went to Gath, remember Achish, the king, was there. And and the the servants of Achish, you know, went to, to the king and said, wait a second, this David that's hanging out with us, we know who he is. They said, don't you remember? That's the king of Israel. That's, that's the guy that they're, they're singing about in the streets. That's the guy that, you know, the ladies are saying, Saul has killed his thousands, but David is ten thousands. Remember, so he, David was hiding out, and he was found out. The, the servants of Achish, the, the king, you know, recognized David, and they said, this is the one, you know, this is the one that they're singing about. And David, it says, his heart was filled with fear. He was so afraid because he was found out. And remember what happened? Remember what he did? Remember he let saliva go down into his beard and he acted like he was a madman. He acted like he was crazy. And he started clawing at the gates of the town. And, and remember what Achish said, Achish the king, he said, you know, what do you want me to do with this madman? He, this guy's insane. You know, let him go. And they, they let David go. And David was faking it. He wasn't insane, but he, he acted like he was insane to just to, to escape the enemy's territory. And that's when this was penned. But I just want to say before we, you know, this is a song of deliverance, as I already have said. But but also, you know, when we find ourselves in the enemy's territory, David was finding himself back. You know, he wanted to hide from Saul, but there was plenty of places in, you know, in the realm, you know, in Israel's territory he could have hidden. But he chose to go, you know, into enemy territory to hide. And that's always a dangerous place for any of us to go to into enemy territory, meaning, you know, back into the world or back with, uh, you know, people that are not walking with the Lord. And just as the story, you know, I crack up because sometimes it makes us mad. It'll make us insane. We'll do crazy things. But when David was let go, when David was, you know, he was taken out of enemy territory, he wrote this powerful psalm. And this psalm is a psalm of deliverance, a song of deliverance. And it's so wonderful when we get, you know, we break away from enemy territory and it brings such rejoicing in our heart. And that's what we're reading about right here. So again, with that as an introduction, let's dive in. Psalm 34, verse 1. And David writes, and most of you know this psalm very well. There's a song that goes with this. Verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So get the picture. David is released from enemy territory, from Gath. Another side note, if you like to take note, Goliath was from Gath. 
the, the, you know, the, the giant that David took down. So, so picture that. You know, there, you know, I'm sure there's probably other giants in the territory and, and, and all, but, but basically he's penning this. He's like, I will bless the Lord. You know, and I think when we, we are delivered from enemy territory, we're, we're you know, delivered from a, a terrible trial. You know, it's like we just want to just you know, praise the Lord and say, God, thank you. And that's what he's doing. He says, I will bless the Lord. But did you notice? At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It's so easy to bless the Lord and praise him when things are going good, but are we blessing him and praising him when things are going bad? We should be at all times. David says, I do it at all times, constantly. I, I'm, I'm you know, giving glory to the Lord. I, I'm you know, blessing his name, and it's a reminder. You know, one of the pastors mentioned, you know, it would have been nice if uh, the children of Israel you know, praise the Lord, you know, this side of the Red Sea before it departed. And it's a good visual because, you know, if we really trust the Lord's working on our behalf, you know, when we're in the midst of a trial or even at the beginning of the trial, we can praise him and rejoice because we know he's going to get us through it. And I think, I personally think when that happens to me, when, when a trial starts and I just like, Lord, I'm just going to praise you. Lord, I'm just going to worship you. Lord, I'm just going to you know, sing praises to you. And I'm just going to seek you and I'm going to keep that joy. And when that happens, I think it drives the enemy mad. I really do. In the spiritual realm, I think because when he, if he can get you down with, because of your circumstances, I think you know, he's going to give you all he has to, to bring you down. And we've been looking at that these last few weeks, you know, how sometimes people are on a, a spiritual roller coaster because of their circumstances. You know, you have your circumstances are good. You're like walking on the cloud. You're on the, you know, you're like, you know, you, you, everything's great. But then when your circumstances get bad and then, then you're depressed and you're down. And the enemy loves to play with our emotions like that. And it's so much better when we bless the Lord at all times. And I personally wonder, I think you know, it's quite possible that if we continue to do that, maybe the enemy won't attack us so much. If he can't, it's almost like he's, I think with some Christians, he plays with them like a yo-yo. He's like this with, the, with some people. You know, it's like, okay, I got this guy right where I want him. You know, I attack him, he's down. You know, he's up, he's down. He's in. And it's almost like you're following the lead of your battles or your circumstances in your life. And David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The, sh- the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Boasting in the Lord. David, again, he escaped from Gath, and he's saying, my boast is in the Lord. I- I'm going to boast in the Lord. And, you know, think of this. How, how in the world is he going to boast in himself after acting like a madman? With saliva hanging down into his beard. And he's like, oh, yeah, boy, I did a good job back there. No, the Lord. And I, I think it's healthy for us to realize, you know, that we need to boast in the Lord no matter what, no matter if we think we did something, you know, it, the boasting should be in the Lord, not boasting in self. I think, you know, before I was a Christian, I was a professional boaster. It was almost like, you know, in the world, it's, it's what you do, you boast, you, you tell everybody how great you are and how, especially if you're in the business world, you have to boast in your business and boast in this and, you, and it's, you know, sometimes it can be so prideful, you know, and our boasting as Christians, it should be in the Lord. For most people, the, our favorite subject is what? Ourselves. Talk about me some more. 
It's true. You know, if we want to be, you know, our selfish, our selfish nature, our old sinful nature, nature is, is selfish. And we want, you know, self, self, everything. You know, you think of little children. It's me, 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 mine, 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 you know, taking a toy. It's mine. Everything's me, 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 me. But sometimes, you know, people grow up and they're the same way. Me, me, me. It's mine, mine, mine. As Christians, we need to guard over that boasting and, you know, we're to boast in the Lord. A, a great proverb goes with this proverb. Proverbs um, 30, 32, it says, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself or if you have devised evil, it says, put your hand on your mouth. Isn't that real basic? But it's true. If, it, you know, if you're foolish, if you're foolish in exalting yourself or if you, you, know, you devise evil you know, with your mouth, put your hand over your mouth. In other words, do, you know, realize this, this is wrong. Put your hand over your mouth right away. It's not godly. I love this one, uh, Proverbs 27, 2. It says, let another man praise you and not you, or excuse me, let, let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. It's so much better when someone else is talking about you instead of you talking about yourself. And I love this. I, I read this this morning and it just, it truly blessed me about boasting in the Lord. If you can turn there with me, if you can turn to Jeremiah 9, Chapter 9, verse 23. If you can't, just, just listen in, but if you get a chance to, to turn there, Jeremiah 9, 23. I love this. This was in my devotional time with my wife this morning. Jeremiah 9, 23. Just a reminder for us, and it's a great reminder regarding boasting and boasting in the Lord. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory, or that word can also be translated boast. So let not the wise man glory or boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast or glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory or boast in his riches. But let him who glories or boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, says the Lord, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. What a a great cross-reference. David says, my boast will be in the Lord. And and it tells us, if if, if God does anything in our life, if we we become rich, if we, you know, spiritually rich, or even, you know, physically, you know, monetarily rich, or we have wisdom or, or might or, or whatever we have, the best thing to do is say, you know, to God be the glory that I have anything. That's a wonderful reminder for us. You can go back to, to, to our text, please. Psalm 34, verse 2 again. I'm going to read it again. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. If you're walking with the Lord, you know, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Usually, if you're walking in the Lord and someone's boasting in the Lord, what do you do? I, I know what I do. You know, somebody's boasting in the Lord, like, oh, God has done this and God has done that. And, and you're glad. You're excited, aren't you? You're, you're built up. Your faith is built up. And the humble shall hear of it and be glad. When David was telling a story about beating Gath, he was telling others what happened. The, the humble would hear that and say, wow, that is awesome. You know, God is so good. But on the other hand, if we're walking in sin or if we're walking in pride, you know, people that are boasting in the Lord, we're not receiving from them. We're, we're walking in the flesh and people are boasting in the Lord. I've been there before. I don't know if I'm sure every one of us have been there before. I remember 
listening to a radio program. There was a pastor, you know, that was on the radio, and this pastor, typically the Lord speaks to me through this pastor, and, and I was listening to it, and, and that morning, you know, I just had something was bothering me. I was, you know, I had like a weird attitude and everything. I guess I could say bad attitude, but I don't want to say that, but it was, just, you know, and I'm listening to the radio, and, he's, and I'm like, I'm not getting anything. And I'm listening, I'm like, you know, usually, you know, the Lord speaks to me through this, this pastor. And, you know, like, you know, this I really, you know, I'm listening, listening, I'm like, man, this is, you know, I'm really not getting it. I'm just like, oh, man, it's like, I'm listening to just nothing. Well, check this out. The next morning, they replayed, you know, a big chunk of that message again. And that was, you know, it was the morning I was waking up and I was with the Lord and just having a good time with the Lord and the Lord speaking to me. I turned it on. The same program, listening to the same words, and it's just ministering me in a powerful way. Truly. And I'm like, God, that is so good. I'm like, well, that sounds familiar. And I'm like, that was, that was the same message that it was, you know, on the day before. But I wasn't receiving it. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. When our heart is humbled, when we're walking close with the Lord, we'll, we'll hear of the things of God and we'll be glad, we'll be excited. So don't always blame the pastor, okay, you guys? <laughs> Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. You can almost hear the joy in David's voice here, can't you? He's just so joyful. He's been delivered. He was this close to death. And he's just rejoicing and saying, magnify the Lord with me. And you can hear the excitement. I can hear the excitement. I found it very interesting. Check this out. After, you know, David was released, it tells us in, in 1 Samuel 22, verses 1 and 2, it tells us that, you know, he went to a place called Adullam, a cave, a cave in Adullam, okay? Now, this was in Judah. This was in, this was in uh, the, 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 the territory, in, you know, his territory. And here he's hiding. And check this out. It tells us that, that David's family came out to, to be with him, his brothers. And it says, and all of his house came to be with him, Right? And then the next verse, it tells us that, that 400 men, men that were distressed and discontented and, and those that were in debt, you know, they, they went to David. They, they hung out with David at that time. He, so get the picture. He was just released. He was just let go. He was this close to death. And now he's, in, he's back in the territory of safety in, in his realm. And all his families joined around him. And I'm wondering as I look at this, is it him maybe even saying to them, oh, magnify the Lord with me, guys. Our God is so good. These guys that were distressed, these guys that were you know, discontented, the, these guys that were in debt, and, and David is a, a good leader, is telling them, I want you guys to magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And I could just, I, I picture that. You know, they're gathering around him, and, and David's so excited, and these men became David's army, these 400 men. David was an awesome leader. So is it? As he's saying to them, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And many of those men, as I, I mentioned, they, you know, they became part of David's elite army. They were changed. Because David, was a, I believe, was a great spiritual leader. And I, you know, so I think to this, possibly saying, Guys, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 4, we said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from, and I circle that, all my fears. All my fears. David was gripped with fear, but the Lord delivered him from all of his fears. Verse 5, they looked to him and were radiant. 
and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. There's the word again, this all. If you take note, uh, radiant, the, this word describes a joyful countenance. Uh, we think of Moses, his face was radiant when he spent time with the Lord. You think of, you know, the martyr, the first martyr, Stephen, you know, how his, his face was like an angel when, they, when the religious leaders wanted to, you know, stone him and they stoned Stephen. It, would, it said his face was like an angel, radiant, joyfulness. Again, as I think through this, you know, thinking at the timing when David wrote this, you know, is it possible David's even writing about the men that were around him? They looked to him and were radiant. These men that were discontented, these men that were in debt, these men that were in, you know, that were all messed up. And and David is watching transformation taking place right before his eyes as these 400 men are following David and following the things of the Lord. And he's just watching these guys change. I don't know. I'm asking you. Do you guys know? I don't know. (laughs) Quite possible. I believe we see this all the time, don't we, in church? How often? I know with, with even with myself, or we, we see people, you know, we'll, we'll see people who come through those doors after a, a heavy day of work, you know, and the, you know they're just the stress of the day and all the things that are going on, and they, they walk through the doors, and their shoulders are down, and they're like, they're, they're coming to church, and they're like, it took everything they, they, everything they had just to get here, and they're just get you know, they just sit down, and they're like, okay, Lord, and here I am, and then, and then they start singing to the Lord, they start worshiping the Lord, and the Word, and God starts speaking to them. And the radiance, the, the joy that takes place as God is speaking. And that, that should happen. I, you know, they look to him and we're radiant as we, as we look to the Lord. And, and I love those seasoned Christians that have walked with the Lord for many years. And you just see, you know, some, you know, some of them, there's almost like a permanent joy on their face. And I, and I love that. It's like, man, you know, it's like, you know, I, I want to see, you know, you know, see them sometime when, you know, when they're, when they're not around people to see if their face looks the same. Because it's just so much joy on their face. And it's the Lord. There's people in this congregation that I know they're going through difficult times. And, and you know, just you watch their countenance. You're like, they have such joy on their face. You're like, man, that's the Lord. Because they're looking to the Lord. And as we, even through our difficult times, as we look to the Lord, we can be radiant no matter what we go through. And it's, I believe it's such a powerful witness when that happens. And I'm sure, you know... You've had times when the people that are in the world or people that don't know Jesus, they'll even ask you, you know, why are you so happy? Or what's, you know, why, why are you so, you know, happy all the time? And why is your face shining? And why is it, why? And then you say, well, it's Jesus. And then common, you know, commonly or most of the time they'll say, no, 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 what? No, I want to know why are you so happy? No, it's Jesus. And they say, no, 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 why? You know, why are you so, you know, you're happy all the time? Well, it's, it's Jesus. He's changed me. He's in my life. He's in control. And I believe it's possible that David is looking at these men that are being changed, those 400 men that gathered around him. And as David was just leading him in the things of the Lord and in, you know, telling them the great things of how God has delivered him, I believe that those men were changed because they were following a godly man and following the Lord Jesus, and they were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed he saved them out of, and there's the, again, all, saved him out of all his troubles as he's speaking about what took place in Gath. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, fears him, excuse me, fear him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts 
in him. Don't you love these verses? I just love, I could, you know, I was reading through this and studying them, just like, I could just read this over and over and over and over and over again. It's just so good. Remember the first time reading those verses? I mean, it's so rich. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. I mean, that, that is so rich. We, we reverence the Lord. We fear the Lord. And the angel of the Lord is hanging out with us. I believe this, the angel of the Lord here is speaking of, you know, Jesus Christ, the incarnate, you know, the pre-incarnate Christ before he came to the earth. That's, you know, that he, he encamps around those during the, uh, the Old Testament time. He, he, he encamped around those who feared the Lord. What a blessing. Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. When we fear the Lord, he's always around. He's, he's with us. As Christians, he's always there. And then, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Do you remember reading that for the first time? I do. Just, oh, taste and see the Lord is good. You know, it gives you such a visual, doesn't it? You know, if I, if I had a, a hot fudge brownie sundae up here on the pulpit, as I was putting this together, my, I started salivating just thinking about it, you know. But if I had a, you know, think of it, a hot fudge brownie sundae sitting up here. And I, and I could tell you, you know, all about it, how good it is. You know, there's vanilla ice cream, and the ice cream is just so rich. And the, the brownie is just so moist. And, the, and, you know, on and on. And the whipped cream, it's made with real cream. And I could, I could go on, and, and you could, you know, probably envision what it's going to taste like. But until you put your spoon in there and you taste it, you're not going to know. Oh, taste and see. And the same thing with the Lord. You know, David's shouting out, saying, have you tasted of the Lord? Have you truly tasted of him? How good he is. Taste and see. The Lord is so good. And I remember before I knew the Lord, people would tell me about Jesus and just taste and see. You know, have you, you, know you need Jesus. And I'd say, I don't want Jesus. I want, you know, I want my life. And they'd say, no, 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 you need Jesus. And had people praying over me. I remember, you know, being in the corporate world, being, you know, went to this one lady's house. I remember way back when I was installing water meters. And she says, oh, you need Jesus Christ, this and that. And I says, okay, yeah. My, my sister tells me that too. Yeah, okay. And she said, no, no, you really need to, you know, taste and see. He's so good. And I said, and I remember she put her hand on me. She says, can I pray for you? I said, okay. And she's, okay. And then she's, you know, praying that I'd receive Jesus and all that, you know. But I still didn't taste it. She told me how good he was, but I, I, I had to taste for myself to see how good he is. And that day I did, and I opened up my heart, and I tasted for the very first time the Lord Jesus Christ, I could tell you I have not been the same since. And my question to every one of you here, have you tasted and have you seen that the Lord is so good? And maybe tonight you need to taste again how good he is because he is so good. Taste and see the Lord is so good. It's almost if, you know, you know, like that hot fudge brownie sundae. It's, just, it's like we sit here and just look at it and say, oh, I know it's good. I know it's great. But, but are you eating of it? Are you really partaking of it? Are you taking him in, the goodness of him? Are you partaking of what is good today, tonight? Have you been? And have, there might be some here that maybe you've never truly tasted and you never really had a, a true, you know, relationship with him. And if you haven't today, tonight is the night to taste and see he's good. I don't know anyone that truly stepped into a real relationship with the, with the Lord and said, oh, no, this is terrible. I, I've seen some that had some heavy-duty trials after they accepted Christ. I've seen that before. But I, I've never had anyone, you know, taste of the Lord and have a relationship and say, oh, this is terrible. I don't like this. 
then you're not tasting of the real thing because he is good. And David experienced the closeness of the Lord. And he's exhorting us, oh, taste, see. If you taste, you'll see how good he is. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. As we put our trust in him, there's such a blessing attached. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and we'd like to take this time to wish you and your family a happy new year for 2016. And we'd like to let you know that we just began the fascinating book of Revelation here at the harbor. We also are very excited that we now have two Sunday services, the first one at 10 a.m. and the second one at 12 noon. So we'd like to extend an invitation to you, if you don't currently have a church family, to come and join us and be blessed as we study God's Word together. God bless you. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.